So welcome everybody to episode three of the Behind the Bars podcast. Tonight's special guest is none other than Grim Knight or uh, Tyrone as I know him. I'm probably even saying that wrong, but uh, that's what this podcast is about. We're going to get to know him and uh, he's a hilarious guy and uh, let's get this underway, shall we? Lingham ride was great. Uh, my bike did awesome. The tires and rims did not. Do not use crush locks if you were going in wet skag. Uh, it was a little embarrassing, but uh, it was funny in any way. <laughs> that ride was just the icing on the cake. It was, yeah, just hanging out with everybody and meeting everybody. That's what it was all about, really. So uh, next year, something will come back up summertime. Crush locks are already sold. So are the tires. And I'm going 34 assassinators on uh, fuel wheels. So I'll actually have a little more bark to my bite. All right, where's Grimmy? Let's get him in here, that crazy SOB. There's my brother. There we go. Ah, there we go. I was worried for a bit, man. Sorry, sorry to keep you waiting. No, it just kept. I had to go and find my headphones. I know. I was trying to join. I'm like, why the hell can't I join? I was like, whenever you're ready, I'm here. I'm here for you. Oh, great. So, uh, tell us your name, man. Watch a little bit. Let, let us get watch to know a little bit of football. Grim Knight, the man, the myth, the legend, yeah. is is the government name, if you will. Yeah. Tyrone Sanderson. That's what um, that's what the legal documents have to have to say. But what, what got you into this, man? What made you start in the ATV community? Starting your Instagram with the Reaper Crew. Shout out Reaper Crew Productions. Yes, yes. Big shout outs to my crew, Reaper Crew Productions. Um, it's a funny story. Um, a buddy of mine, Tileman, Tileman17, he's the one that first got me four-wheeling. Um, he has a cottage up in Bancroft, which is about uh, two and a half hours from here. And one day I was up there and he was just like, want to go for a rip on the four-wheelers? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, this thing. I'm like, okay, okay. He goes, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil your first ride. So I won't let you ride my Polaris. You can ride my Renegade R. He had an 800 Renegade, red one, Gen 1. And um, I got to ride that thing. And I love the outdoors. So just being on the trails, being out in the backwoods at Bancroft and stuff like that out in the country, it was just creme de la creme. I fell, I fell in love immediately. And then that was like the summer of 16. And then months later, the very same show, Power Sports show that's going on this weekend yeah. was going on. And when I went, the very first thing I saw was the digital camo XXC fell in love. This shit became like my passion after that, where I was just like trying to see where I could get more of it. And then I noticed YouTube. YouTube's where I started seeing um, Colin, started seeing Job, started seeing Keith, who are XM Army, ATV, and, and NOS ATV. And when I was watching them and watching them, I'd watch all their videos separately. And um, it was just one time where it was like, they would each cameo in each other's videos. And once I saw that, I was like, okay, okay. These guys are all friends. I see what's going on here. I need me a group of friends. I need me some four wheelers and to hit the woods and hit and just just have fun hit the hit the country. So it was three years after that, 2019, when I, it just finally snapped. 
I was like, enough's enough. I need this. I forget what ride they were on. I think it was like the Dungannon mud bogs that I saw them all going to. And it was just a whole group of people, like almost as many people as were there yesterday. And once I saw that many people going, I was like, okay, this could be really, really fun. <laughs> and short, shortly thereafter, when I got my machine, Bay Marine had one of those full throttle race days. That's when I got to meet Job in person, got to meet Colin, XM Army in person. And then from there, it was just like, okay, okay, we got to ride together. This is this is cool. I watch you guys on YouTube. I watch your videos. Colin was always putting out the short, quick clips with um, with some music in the background. And I was like, there we go. That's what the DJ does. He has to put some music to the stuff. And, and then the magic happens after that. So once I saw that the guys were just, just like me, and I was just like, well, I need a group of friends. And we go hang with them. So um, my first, first person, like after I dropped the loot on my machine, Two weeks later, very next paycheck, Skitchy ATV's like, I got a machine. What? Oh, this guy's my friend here. He was one of the very few people that put his money where his mouth was. It didn't have to be a Can-Am at the time because it was only a 500 Honda Foreman, but it didn't matter. He put his money where his mouth was, got himself a machine, and boom, we started riding. And then it wasn't until um, he got his wife pregnant, baby got born, you're not seeing him as much because he had to do the daddy role. You know what I mean? Shout yeah. out to Skitchy ATV because he stepped up to the plate and said, you know what? This four-wheeling shit's going to have to go on the back burner as I become a daddy. Well, then Grim had nobody to ride with. Oh. But then Grim met Black Velvet XMR. Shout outs to Cody, Black Velvet XMR. And um, we met up. He took me to um, a spot close to his place, which is absolutely amazing. Like I'm hoping when you come next year, we're gonna we're gonna plan something big because you've already had your skeg, so you're gonna have your skeg full. Um, maybe if you could do a weekend next time, because I want you to come our way. Because there's so many different things where my crew and my affiliates, like Black Velvet, they have so much stuff. It's not skeg, but everything else. Like you got your rock, you got your technical, you got your long distance, you got your mud. We've got a place called Mud Forest, which is pretty soupy and then we also have our feature nightmare alley that um no stock bikes making it through that i just shout put it out there right now your machine's stock you're not making it through nightmare alley it's and a it's a road that's, that's been washed that's out plan. Uh, next year our plan is to actually not kind of rush it like this is kind of kind of a last minute thing so next year we're actually oh, gonna take sure. some vacation and actually go down on a long weekend where we can show up on like Thursday morning and then ride Friday, Saturday and do the skag last. It's less less chance of maybe breaking your bike or do the skag first. Like you guys would know where I'm gonna or where you're most likely to break your bike, but definitely this was really short lived. I mean we still got uh what, Friday night Friday night, Saturday night with everybody, so that was good, but uh no, definitely we need it to be a lot longer. So that's for sure, for sure. But the best part was was that you came down nice and early and you got ingratiated with everybody and, and and you got to see, holy shit, all these guys have just been waiting for me. <laughs> Damn right we were waiting for you because it was it's um it's monumental when you make a wicked trip like that. Like shout outs to Hero. He was the first one, right? He drove down from Nova Scotia last year. So I was like, yeah. man, 
If these gas prices didn't kick me in the nuts this year, I promise you, I wanted to return the favor and drive down that way. And I will one day once we get this shit under control. If not, I'm going to have to do a fast and furious, hijack a, um, hijack a tanker truck, a premium, and me and the boys will roll. Yeah. Fast and furious style. <laughs> she was about... She was about a thousand dollars for me and Dylan to come down just to gas. Holy fuck! <laughs> me and um, me and Tileman and another one of our buddies. Um, he was he had us drive out to uh, Saskatoon to go pick up a boat, and it was roughly that too, like a thousand dollars in gas. And this is years ago, before the crazy gas spike. So, like, you can imagine what it'd be as if gas was say a dollar, just a dollar a liter how much cheaper that that damn trip would have been on you. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know when you went through Quebec, it was even higher. Quebec spikes their shit like they don't like their people for some reason. Oh, like, don't worry. Quebec had no fucking gas stations open when we went through. We had to siphon the fuel out of the bikes because we ran out of fuel at 2 in the morning. That shit's illegal. It's, it's by law, because I used to work at a gas station that I know this, that... Um, Along the major routes, you need to have at least one 24-hour station within every 200 kilometers. No ifs, ands, or buts. You need to have one 24-hour station. And that's the thing, Grim. We traveled over 200 kilometers, and we kept searching on our phone. Gas stations open 24-7. We went off the highway three fucking times to 24-hour gas stations closed close we were at like oh we were so upset man and it was oh for sure i'm so mad outside when we were outside ripping the snorkel tubes off my bike trying to create a siphon for the to get gas in the truck like oh we were not happy with quebec if it wasn't for the cheap liquor the cheap beer i wouldn't even fucking stop in this province don't blame me i don't blame you at all like they know how to party but they they, they, if you don't yeah, speak, if, you're, French, if you don't speak French, yeah, exactly. You can't drive through, speak English. Hey, I'm trying to do this. I'm on my way. I'm not even staying here. They're like, I am speaking to you, you fuck. And yeah. it's like they don't want to talk back to you. They just look at you like, oh, he doesn't talk French, eh? I'm waiting for him to talk French, and he ain't talking French. It's like, no, I'm I'm English, motherfucker. And it's not even that. Like when my mother comes here, my mother's a French teacher has been a French teacher for 30 years. She teaches teachers how to speak French now. And if she comes down here and tries to speak her French, it's not Quebec French. They, they fucking look down on her for it. It's like, she, it's like she's speaking Chinese to them. It's ridiculous. And even my grandmother, my grandmother was born French. That's her only language. She speaks Bathurst, New Brunswick French. Same thing. It's not Quebec French. They look down on you like you're scum. That's so ignorant, and they wanted to, they wanted to leave from the country, and it's just like you know how much you would have shot yourself in the foot with that shit. Don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. Like they would have to pay to leave on both sides to go to Ontario to come into New to New Brunswick, and they'd be like, "You really want to be a dick like that? We don't want to go in your country." Out of the way to avoid this fucking province. Yeah, exactly. The only thing that I remember was that I can say that was amazing about it is when I was a little bit younger, me and the guys went out for a trip to uh, to Montreal, and there was this bar that we went to. It was an after-hours place from 2 in the morning till 10 a.m., $30 cover, but it was eight hours of clubbing. They didn't serve no liquor, 
but they charged you $5 a bottle of Dasani water. But they had no problem with you stepping out, going to smoke your smoke, and then coming back in. You know you just keep your, your six-pack in the keep a six-pack or your 12-pack in the car and then just take a couple steps out and boom, boom, and back in. Big, big shout-out to Quebec Strip Clubs, though. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm not saying it, but 18th, I agree with you. That was the first thing my dad did was – it wasn't Quebec, I guess, but he, he uh, took me to a Toronto-Montreal game in, in, uh, in Montreal and we hit strip clubs all weekend. <laughs> this is my 18th birthday treat. <laughs> that's – Anyone that's turning eighteen, that's how they should. That's how they should enter. You should buy a lotto ticket, and then that's number two. And now, when my kid turns eighteen, I'm gonna take him to a Toronto Montreal game and uh, do the same thing for him. <laughs> yeah, damn right. So Grim, big big first... shout outs to um. Hold on, hold on. I want to say big big shout outs to Diesel Dilly. Thank you for coming as well, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, no worries. You know you're more than welcome to come back. You're going to make that trip. You're going to make it again. And, and like I said, when you guys come down to our area, I'll make sure that I um, I make sure I have a nice ride planned out for us. Like Joker ATV, he came down from like 11 hours up north. And I said the next time he comes down, we're going to have like a 100-kilometer run, like a Joker poker run. Yeah, fuck yeah, so I want, to, I want to be able to give you guys that experience as well because – Yes, Skag is cool. Skag is one thing, but there's a couple other things that uh, I love, like some of that. Sorry, Graham, you, you, you cut out. I got a phone call in, and then it, it cut out in live. It's all good. It's all good. Big shout-out to Full Pull ATV. King James ATV sitting out there on the rock. Oh, you got to come down and uh, – You mean Chris Costa. That's who Full Pull is. No, no. No, no. no I, I, he look, they looked identical. I was hanging out with Chris Costa all night, Friday night, and then full pole yeah. standing next to Job. And I walked up and said, oh, you don't ride. You just take pictures. And then I was like, wait, you're Chris Costa, right? He's like, no, it's full pole. I'm like, oh, I can still make fun of you, you son of a bitch. Actually, <laughs> this time, like, I'm going for the day today. <laughs> so, Grim, was your first? Yeah, it was bike such such Renegade? a beauty day. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I I went straight to a one thousand because I didn't want any buyer's remorse. And I'm like, I'm gonna be stuck making payments on this thing. I don't want any anything other than turn the key smile. And it has been like for the first two years of having it, it was almost stock. Not much done to it. But then at the two-year mark, just before two years, handed it over to Life Outdoors, Max Rock and the people at Life Outdoors shout knocked out Max, it out the park. Shout out Max and Life Outdoors. Best, best big, big shout outs to Max. ever. Hands down. Hands down. And then the best part was is he didn't just look after me. He looked after the crew when the crew was in its infancy. It was just me, Skitchy, uh, Demon, and Pat Bell. He looked after all of them like they were me, and I'm like, "Wow, I can't can't appreciate this guy anymore, man. This guy's, this guy is is hats off to him. Big shout outs, Max Rock, Life yeah, Outdoors. One thing that Max, we talked about Brittany. this trip is we wanted to go to Peterborough Power Sports and check that store out. We wanted to go to Life Outdoors and check them out, and we wanted to go to that uh, ATV snowmobile show, but it's like we had no time, and it was 
not even just time. Like you would have to factor in so much more gas because of how much more distance each of those was. Like the power sports show was three hours away from Lingham. Yeah. Life outdoors from is five hours from Lingham. So it would have been like, you know what I mean? You really got to plan it when you know you're going to come down next and take advantage of um, take advantage of your time off. Yeah, cause we were Big shout to, outs to Shrek. We were to stay, Shrek XMR. We were supposed to go to uh, King Boss Quads, and then I was like falling asleep at the wheel. We were in Renfu, which is an hour and a half away from uh, Cloyne, where we stayed. And uh, it was three hours away from King Boss Quads, and I was like, I had to be like, no, I can't do it, man. I, I we took the loss the- on the hotel by King Boss Quads, and we just went towards Langham Lake, and we got paid the money to just stay there. Because the amount of gas we would have spent going three hours in this direction, waking up early, coming three hours all the way back, and I would have fell asleep at the wheel. Like I, I, hundred percent. Yeah. There's a certain point where the body just gives out because one, if you're not used to driving, it's just a different it's just a different animal. And two, when you start driving when you're not used to driving, you're like, Okay, I can do this, I can do this. All of a sudden you're like, Why am I tired now? I've got so much further to go and then you're just mentally doing it, mentally doing it. But then when the mental wears off and then the exhaustion kicks in, you're like, Okay, where's the bed at? I need I need a bed. Like for me, I drive that hot, that Highlander. I used to just drop the seat, sleep in the back. It was supposed to be a seventeen hour drive, and it turned into a twenty four hours before we actually got from Dylan's place in Paggy's Cove to our hotel in Cloyne. It was just with all the extra running out of gas, and we had to pull over. I had to nap for an hour because I was like bobbing and weaving, and I was like, I can't do this because no Tim Hortons were open. In Q in uh, Quebec, so I pulled in to a, a McDonald's parking lot with a gas station. I passed out for an hour, got up, got my coffee, got back on the road. Yeah, so now taking all of that next time, you're gonna make sure that you leave. Say, for, how how long does it take you to get to Quebec? Because New Brunswick is 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 your biggest is your biggest obstacle between getting from Nova Scotia to Quebec, right? Um, luckily, I was born and raised in New Brunswick, so I know all those roads like the back of my hand. So it's like Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Edmonston, Quebec. So you okay. got like 10, uh, eight, eight or nine hours from Nova Scotia to the beginning of Quebec. Okay, okay. So basically what you'd want to do then is leave – leave at midnight so then that way when you're coming through quebec everything's actually open for you yeah see our plan was to pass through in the middle of the night to avoid traffic but then it just backfired oh hands down all the gas hands stations down. were closed next time we'll okay. just bring we'll bring a bunch of uh gas jugs with jerry cans yeah <laughs> yes it's true <laughs> Everything's always a lesson learned, but it's good that you still it's came down and you. Like this yeah. ride back is going so much quicker. Like we we've actually been gaining time. Like our arrival time has actually got lower. Well, up until this point, but I planned for this, so we're good. <laughs> nice, nice. I like that. Quebec so, traffic is crazy. Shoutouts, Miss Pink Can Am. <laughs> Pretty sure she is from Quebec. 
Man. Um, shout out to Vengeance. I saw Vengeance jump on. You saying Quebec drivers are crazy. You Ontario people are fucking crazy. You guys, four lanes of traffic. You're in and out, in and out, fucking cut people off. I'm like, oh, I need to get, I'm used to being stuck behind a tractor, not four lanes. <laughs> oh, I hate city driving and having a big trailer oh, same with here. bikes on the back. Oh, I'm just sitting oh, here just sure. shit in my pants. My asshole's been clenched for the past six hours, bud. <laughs> and you're just watching, watching. You're yeah. like, these fuckers don't even signal. They just go, 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 go. And you're just like. You know I got a load here, right? I'll push your shit in, but they and don't then, care. And then in Quebec, as soon as you hit Quebec, it drops to 100, but everybody's doing 140 honking at you because you're only doing 110. It's like, I'm going over yeah. the speed limit, motherfucker. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone, exactly. <laughs> Miss Pink can That's literally what we just did. I stopped at a convenience store, got smokes. Dylan went over to Metro Plus, got a bunch more liquor. And then after this interview, we're getting the hell out of town. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So how long have you been riding, Grim? Like, are you newer to the scene, or have you are you like three, oh, yeah. three or four years in? Just three years now. Like, first machine, first jumped in it, and then now here we are three years later. 2020? I got us. No, no, 19. Okay, you're one year early, earlier than me. I got mine twenty twenty, so I'm I'm almost three years in, almost like two two okay. and a bit. two and a little bit, and then I'm three and a little bit now. But yeah, it was it's been the best it's been the best thing for me. I'm an outdoors person, always been a geography person. A lot of my friends always said, "Man, you just never get lost." I said, "I know, because as long as I have the sun, I'm good." But now I've learned in my in my time riding, when the clouds are out, you better have a compass. <laughs> that way you don't get sent in the wrong direction because I've almost ran out of gas in the forest before. That wasn't nice. Everybody start, just saw rain to and they took off. you around with me because we somehow took a wrong exit going and we ended up going from Quebec through Montreal and then back out to Quebec. <laughs> oh, no. It added like another hour, hour and a half on our time driving through that fucking city. I was so pissed and tired. <laughs> but at least, at least you didn't have traffic. You know what I mean? <clears throat> no, that's. A oh, great I want to shout out the six or six or nine crew rocking their New Jersey six or nine crew right there. Shout outs. I just love how the ATV community supports each other, right? But that's the thing. It was it was daylight when we were going through Quebec again. I mean, no, through Montreal again. So the traffic was crazy. We went across that big green bridge it's like eight cars wide going oh god yeah. and then it brought us back to quebec it was it was weird like how big is this province i just want to get out of here the biggest it is the biggest it's huge so Graham, what's uh what's your favorite part on your bike or tell us what you have done to it I've done basically everything you can to it with the exception of like no big bore kit, nothing like that. And I haven't put a wrap on it. Are those, are those both. things that you plan on doing or do you think you're done with your build? Um, the, I think the, the creme de la creme will be to um, wrap certain sections, not the gold though, because I, I love being shut up. You got you to keep that. That is just. Yeah, I keep. That is fucking Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I want to keep my gold, but everywhere that's not gold, I want to probably 
do some do some business with TNT kits, and I wouldn't mind having my Reaper Crew logo and the Reaper members all down the side, just above the motor side there. You know where the those fenders are, and then down the cowl, I wouldn't mind a nice a nice Reaper. That um, there's a couple different designs that we've seen. I wouldn't mind one of each, just showing yeah, a Reaper Crew, so, and having having fun with that. But to answer the question, the very who Sorry. are you going to be using? To answer the question. Oh. Oh, for for the kits, TNT. TNT, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen fucking everybody at Langham at TNT kits. I was like, they're popular out here, man. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. They're um, banging, too. Yes, absolutely. I love when I see the speckled and the flake in them, and I'm just like, yep, I got to go with that, especially with the gold. But shout, black, shout out Barrett Hepburn Design for doing my wrap from the ground up. If anybody doesn't nice. want to use TNT and wants to use someone from British British Columbia, I believe, is where he's from. He does great work. Everything's from scratch. He's, he's amazing to deal with. Just wanted to put that out there. I'm not stealing any business from TNT. I love their no, too, no. but it's another option for people. You know what I mean? Another option, and it's Canadian. There's nothing wrong with keeping Canadian. You know what I mean? Oh, 100%. Uh, T, T. Muday just asked me a question there. What clutches yep. do I have? I got um, I got a CV Tech primary and an STM secondary, and I have those married to a Maverick belt, and it's probably time to change the belt. I've had the belt on for a year and a half now. Holy shit, Grim. Yeah, but I don't beat the fuck out of it, you know what I, I mean? Say, I'm lucky to get two rides out of a fucking belt. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, I try not to beat the hell out of it. The guys make fun of me because I'm Mr. Eco mode. <laughs> you try not to beat the hell out of it? I almost seen you fucking fall off a cliff yesterday for fuck's sake. <laughs> and this comes from, okay, there was one time we were at Nefton. I climbed a rock similar to that. Gave gas too much, and bang. There's going to be footage of that. I'm, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure they put it out before, but I'll make sure I'm that we get sure to that footage. When people seen you up there, everybody whipped their phones out and was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's true. I got I got a video, two videos from people saying, I thought you were going to flip this, oh, so I'm going to make sure that I upload it. <laughs> yeah, I was glad. Shout-outs to um, Gardner's Garage. And then uh, Demon XMR came and helped it keep it straight. Sketchy was up there. Once I had the guys with me, it was it was good. Vengeance is on the same belt since 2020. Damn. He's a different breed, man. <laughs> He's <laughs> him and uh, uh, Ryan Mudden for parts are just like skag wizards. Like they never get stuck. If anybody's stuck, they can easily get to them. Pull them out and then continue ripping, and then they stop. And then continue them, on. They continue ripping. Um, you, we gotta call them the Skag Genies because it's so true. They're like, uh, like they're like the Moses of Skag. They just go through and separate the Brown Sea. You know what I mean? <laughs> they part the Brown Sea. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure the color sec color spring that's in my secondary. To tell you the truth, I don't know. And I got a STM secondary. Uh, 35 to 40 encapsulated helix gold spring and the QSC Rabex RMT clutch. Okay, that's that's the big boy clutch. I, I Grim, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I had the CV Tech for a little over two years. I loved it, but the QSC is a game changer, my man. 
Okay. I know it's a lot more money, but I believe it is well worth that extra bit. And you can sell your checks are going for almost nine hundred dollars now. You can sell that, get over half the money to get a QSC if you want to. But I'm telling you, it was a game changer. Okay, okay. Now you see my my crew just messing with me right here, Eco Grim. So what it is is if I don't know exactly how far we're going or how much fun we're gonna have, I'm gonna go there and eco, try and conserve some fuel because I don't know how much playing around we're gonna play around yeah. when we get there. When we play in the round, switching over to sport. On the way back, switching over to sport. Before putting it away, I'm beating her like a redheaded stepchild because I want to make sure that she can take the punishment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just because you just because you have it doesn't mean you shouldn't use it. So once in a while, if I got my little straight line opportunity, I'm putting that thing over 120 kilometers, coming back down. I'm like, all right, there's my baby. And with gas prices, if my bike had the ability to use eco mode, I'd probably be in it until the shit was getting real. Let's be real. <laughs> exactly. That's what I try to keep it for. Keep it until the shit gets real. Once the shit gets real, or if I'm if I have somebody on the back, then I'll probably go into normal mode. But so, then. So, Grim, what do you do? Sure. What do you do for a living, bud? For a living, I am in the carpenters' union. And uh, what I do more specifically is I build scaffolds for every other trade. So I got to get up there in a harness and build my structure so everybody else can walk that structure and traverse it without having to wear a harness. Okay, so I'm the one that's risking my ass. That's why you're on top of the rock. You're used to heights. Heights scare the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> some people, yeah, some people can't do heights. And there was a time before I was in the Carpenters Union, I was in one of those um, genie booms. And the guy that I was with just took me straight up. And it was like one of them hundred, hundred and either an 80 boom or a 120. Took me just straight up. And this dude was a chunky fellow. And I was like, all right, well, I guess we're going up. And he started rocking that thing back and forth. And I'm telling you, I was ready to shit bricks right then and there. But after that day, I had to shed my, um, my fear of heights because I spent over the last 10 years at heights now. Yeah, like we have like feed silos outside all of our chicken barns that hold the feed and then bring it into the barn. There may be 50 feet off the ground and it's a ladder the whole way up until you get to the top where the lid is. There's only like two little bars to hold on to. Uh, I'm shitting bread. I will, I will not go to the top because there's nothing to really grab onto. No, nope, I just bang on the side of the tank to check it. I ain't poking my head down in there. Not a chance. Yeah, forget that. You're like, I don't want to risk the fall. Forget that. No, my, who's my coming to save you? My worth my life. I'm, I'm just going to stay down on the ground. <laughs> That's why I like being short. <laughs> I'm so close to the ground. I don't like being up in the air, man. Don't blame me. Don't blame me. I wish I had long legs yeah. for that skag because everybody else was like just walking through it. And every step I take, I'm fucking waist deep. <laughs> I promise you, I don't even want to spoil it, but Skitchy ATV has the solution for this skeg. <laughs> I cannot wait till everybody busts out laughing when, when um, he breaks this out next time. I don't even want to spoil the surprise. Just, I just look lay out down for and, I lay down and roll. Hey, I did that a couple times my first time through. Like, it was much easier. I got a fin, I got fin trail full waders and jacket on. I'm just going to lay down and roll on top of it. <laughs> Get to my destination that way. <laughs> you know it. It'll it'll work. And Finchel would love that video for sure. Oh, there's a few videos of me like just 
I'd, I'd do a skag pull. I'd be so exhausted, and I just flop back. And there's one. I think I think maybe Brian got the video. My last skag pull. Uh, it was. I mean, water up to here in the skag, and I I laid back. My whole body was underwater except my head. I laid leaned right back, and I was kicking my feet in the water, just going like this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the skeg party. Yeah, oh, it was awesome. Snapped an axle. That's awesome. But, uh, if that's all I did, and it was my last pull, I, I was an idiot. I went and I hit the skeg doing probably 50. I, there was a really good runoff point at that first field when you enter. You know what I mean? It, it was untouched pretty much because everybody bypassed it. Yep. So I did my last pull there, and I was like, last pull of skag over. I'm going out with a bang. I got stuck and I just let it bang off limiter and throw everything up in the air and then snap. I was like, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'll take that one home. <laughs> no, but glad you had fun. And uh, yeah, next time you'll come without crush locks on and um, you'll probably have more fun, more oh, fun man. with that as well. I'm telling you, worst mistake of my life. Like I couldn't even, it was either go balls to the wall or that was it because I couldn't even putt on top of it because the cookie cutters would just bottom me out. Like I was trying to like just crawl, you right down. crawl to destinations and they would just cut down in and then I'd be fucked. I couldn't even walk beside my bike without it sinking. That's how bad without it was. Sinking, yeah. But I, I still had a hell of a time. And like I, I told a lot of people, Skagtober couldn't have even happened on Saturday. Just hanging out with everybody was well worth that trip to me. Right, and and I felt the same way. Where it wasn't, and me, I I will do a couple pulls of skeg, but that's not why I'm there. I'm there to be with all the people that have come so far, just for all of us to hang out together. Yeah, like that's the best part about this community. It's like twenty five percent riding, and it's seventy five percent stopping, having drinks, shooting the shit meeting new people and just you all love the same thing you just we don't know each other but we're just we just click you know what i mean absolutely this is our common bond we click and then yeah we're here and me what i like to do is i say a picture's worth a thousand words and sometimes a thousand words can't even describe a picture so i make sure i encapsulate as many moments as i can so that when everybody looks back on them they're like yeah i remember that day i remember that day like you're gonna see my thing is going to be just posted of just beautiful day after beautiful day after beautiful day of yesterday and people are going to be like yeah I was there for that I was there for that and a couple of people that I have their pictures so I'm just posting them and posting them as I can and then the crew as a whole tried to get as much as uh, much as I can I'm pretty sure Skitchy got some stuff Demon XMR got some stuff um, we we're missing one, our, one of our guys Pat Bell and Mr. Mudweiser wasn't there we inducted a new member, uh, XMR Kid, so I shout out to him. Yeah. So now we're seven deep. Six guys, one lady. Just growing, so it's nice. It's really nice. But then and, uh, yeah. There is one. I did have some young kid. I went back to Collins, and I was drinking, and I got a, I got a notification. People kept tagging me in this TikTok video, and this kid – made a video of me getting stuck in the skag twice and he was calling my bike a piece of shit and it's like he drove 18 hours and he didn't even perform he should be embarrassed that he drove that far and just, just trying to embarrass me right and it was 
I made a. I don't like. I don't like people like that because I promise you, every time I go in, my first time, I'm getting stuck. There's on the picture of the Reaper Crew page. There's a picture of me stuck in the skeg. That's me on my first enter, just trying to enter to get in. Yeah, and and then I, another time, I wanted to go make another grand entrance. Stuck. Once you get out of that original stuck, just go. If you don't follow me on TikTok, Graham, it's 902 Green Monster. But that's basically what I said in the video. It's like all of my GoPro footage is literally me getting stuck. I had cookie yeah. cutters on, man. I couldn't do shit. My bike's not a piece of shit. The rims and that was, they said that was probably the sloppiest Skagtober they've had in like ever. And you want to know why? It's because we've had two weeks of rain where um, two weeks ago it was the hurricane that stalled a bunch of rain over us. So we had just wetter than normal conditions. And then last week was just shit, cold, rain, wet all week. It wasn't until Friday that the weather started turning good. And when the weather turned good on Friday, I knew we were going to have a beautiful Saturday, which we did. And then even today was a beautiful day. So the only reason why Skagtober was soupy and sloppy was because what the weather was been for the last two weeks. Well, it's and, that, yeah, people aren't screw that person that... The events, they're going out there now every weekend, and they're not giving those fields time to regrow and heal. So they're just, they're constantly dug to shit. I mean... I understand if you live close and you want to do that all the time, but you've got to leave those fields to specifically save those for the two big events, the one in the summer and then the Skagtober. That gives them time to heal, and you'll have such a better day, man. Like, it was Absolutely. awful. Like, even the other guys that are rocking 34s, like, on actual rims, they're like, people are just tearing these up every weekend, and it, it's making it impossible for – Anybody without nitrous or built one one eighties to have fun. It, it's just. That's true. I'm from Nova Scotia. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. You guys do whatever you want. <laughs> but that's coming from <laughs> guys that literally created this Lingham Lake Skagtober and shit. So I we just gotta ease up and try to stay out of those first three fields unless it's a big event. Just let them grow. Absolutely. That's why I'm hoping for next month, the plan is to go north of Lingham and go to a place called Bon Echo. Give that chance to, Give that chance for the temperatures to get down a little bit lower. Frozen Skegfield? Oh my goodness. Mwah. Creme de la creme. We haven't been like there in two years. On a cloud. Absolutely. I was riding on it with cryptids. If that can tell you something. With fucking cryptids. So it was... It's something good to look forward to, and I'm hoping that we, we have that next month, um, Bon Echo, the Bon Echo run. It's a nice little loop. It's about uh, 20 minutes or half an hour north of Collins House. Oh, so it's close. It's not like I'd be traveling further. It's basically, you see the hotel you stayed at in Coin? Yep. 10 minutes up the road from Coin. So in the opposite direction, not towards the Petro, but... Correct. So Correct. you're heading towards Renfrew. Uh, Renfrew. Correct. Yeah, yes. oh, that'd be perfect. So I passed, I went right through Renfew and then came up that back road where you have zero service for like an hour. <laughs> yes, zero service. You're like, don't they want to put up telephone towers here? Suppose an emergency I was happens. Out, man. I was driving through there for a good hour. I didn't see one house. And I'm like, there's a motel in the middle of this. Like, I'm going to wake up dead. <laughs> and then finally we hit the wall <laughs> and I was like, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> 
hey, I didn't say nothing's wrong with cryptids. They have a tough time performing in the skeg. I'll just say that. Or at least that was my beginner's, um, my beginner's take on them because I was getting stuck everywhere. And that's how I met everybody in the first place is because they were saving my stuck ass. Shout-outs to Joe. Shout-outs to Joe Robinette. Shout-outs to Fleeter. That's how I met Fleeter in the first place. He was one of the first people to just pull me out. Hey, you need a pull? Vengeance. Hey, you need a pull? And I was just like, man, these guys are, like you said, skeg wizards. They know right where to go here. I'm going to pull you out. Now I'm going to get myself out safely. And don't make me come out and rescue again. <laughs> it's not even the fact they have 1085s. It's the fact that they just read it so well. They know where those sloppy yes. sections are, and they I don't stay I, clear of it. Like they're wizards. I don't. They yeah. can't even teach me what they know because no, you got to be born with that shit or something. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out to the South of Six on on um, the shout, South of Six crew on educating a lot of us on how to take read the skeg and um, have fun playing with it for sure. But the cryptids, I mean. There was guys out there with pretty bald tires, not mud tires. They were doing better than assassinators because they're so wide and they have so much surface area. They could stay on top of that wet shit and they wouldn't. I was watching a guy in a CF Moto with stock tires just ripping. Just ripping. I saw the guy with the side-by-side. -side. I was like, what tires are on a side-by-side -side and he's performing like that? Oh, my God. I was like, I think that was good for people with, like, not really aggressive mud tires. Like, if you had a wider tire, you were golden Saturday. Like, they were just out there just fucking having a time, just bouncing, going through this, like, the sloppiest areas. They were somehow making it through where, like, the guys with the assassinators were just getting buried. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and it was funny, because now, now that Lingham's done, I'm going to be running right back to my Moto Havocs right quick. I only keep the sassies for Lingham, um, a little bit of water. I love the water, so playing playing in the water is pretty fun with them. Yeah. And I was really saving them because this is going to be my first winter, so I want to see what how they do in the in the powder snow. Because um, our dude Pat Bell has way too much fun in the snow. He was the only one that had assassinators last winter, but now half the crew has them, so it's cool. XMR kid says he's just about to get a new set, so. XMR Kid, Mr. Mudweiser, and myself all have 29.5s. Pat Bell and Skitchy ATV all have uh, 32s. I'm going to uh, go with, uh, I got my, my Crush Locks and my 32 Assassinators sold to Red Devil XTP, my buddy in Halifax. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to a 34-inch Assassinator Cut and Groove by Bennett. Uh, on fuel wheels for summertime skag and shit. And then Job was telling me how much he loves the new EFX Moto Slayers. So it's like a Moto Havoc, pretty much. It's the same company, right? And I'm going to get those yep. in the 30 just for, like you said, like the trail and the skag, just to the assassinators. Let's, let's all be honest here. They're expensive. And if you're road yes. running them or trail running them all the time, they're not going to last you more than a year. So I, I really want to I want to have a set of actual trail tires that can go in the mud if you find some mud, and then I'll keep the cut and groove thirty fours for Lingham and shit like that. We really need that extra uh, bite to your bark. Absolutely, I agree with you one hundred percent. That's another reason why I said I'm taking them off as soon as possible and running back to the Moto Havocs because 
They're a great all-around tire. Real, yeah, real great all-around. Shout out Can-Am girl, Allison. You are a beauty. You showed half the guys out there how it's fucking done. I mean, I've never... She always does. Like, <laughs> she always does. That, uh, like, she she didn't just stick to one group. Like, she's she can talk to anybody. She was, like, group to group to group. Just, you know, it, it was different. You know what I mean? She's, absolutely, she's absolutely. Shout outs to, to all the ladies that are doing it because yeah. it's nice to see women in a sport that's so dominated by men. And, and then, then when they do. Comes the... along and dominates it. <laughs> Daryl calling me. I had to, uh, had to neglect that one because I'm like, wait, wait, I'm on the call. Hold no, on, but. Sorry. Why can't I hear you? Hello? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, I got you. Oh, got one you. second. My, um, I'm like, how can I? Aww. Hopefully it uncircles. Mm-hmm. No. Surprised it lasted this long with the, <laughs> the not Wi-Fi. Hopefully he doesn't exit because this happened to me and you and me and Blaze. And it came back with me and Blaze. That way I don't have to upload two parts. Shit. We lost him. He'll join back. I'm just happy my side kept going. So I don't have to go in my archives and try to retrieve it. I can just post one part, not two parts. This is getting... I'm making it work, though, people. Uh, this is dedication. Instead of keeping on driving, pulled off in some town in Quebec, outside a grocery store. All right, view request. Go live. Come on, Jimmy. There he is. I'm so glad my side didn't cut oh, out. My stupid headphones. <laughs> Hold on a second again. Yeah. Now I can hear you. My yeah, Bluetooth headphones, they didn't want to work for a second. I had a phone call interrupt. That's because I got um, big shout outs to Demon, how I was able to get the link in the first place. Demon. Two machines. He threw his machine in the back, and then my machine and Angel XMR's machine were in the trailer, and he took three machines out to uh, Lingham. And I just want to say big shout-out to Slayer XMR. I'm pretty sure he just followed me around all day and pulled me out of the skag. <laughs> he pulled me out. Sometimes. Look back. I'd be stuck again. He'd come right back over and pull me out again. I'm like, you're, you're a jam. <laughs> Honestly. And because um, because people used to pull me out so much in the beginning and help me, that's why I try to put myself in the best situation and in the best angle where I can help people too. Just get in there. Shout out to, like I said, Life Outdoors. I got the um, that 3500 series Black Ops Super ATV winch. I got a tiger tail. And that way if I need to pull somebody from the back or if I need to winch somebody from the front, I was able to do a couple saves yesterday, and I'm, I'm happy to do those because it's just paying it forward, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think I only, I only pulled out, like, three people. I felt so bad for Dilly. He got stuck in, like, dead center in the middle of the field, and I was sitting on the outskirts with you. Remember when we first seen each other, we were shooting the shit? Well, Dilly was stuck out in yep. the middle of that field for, like, an hour and a half, and I couldn't go to him because I, I can't even walk next to my bike and let it crawl, or else I would have. Like, he was just stuck, and uh, I felt so bad. I, I felt useless. Like, I was just sitting there smoking and drinking, sitting on the side of the field where it's dry, just watching Dylan sit there on his bike, just watching everybody have fun. <laughs> but at least when you can watch and have fun, just have yourself a be beverage. Have yourself a beverage, take some pictures, take some videos. I got to try and triangulate a message right here, but I don't. Oh, I just lost Grim again. How long has this been going for? There you are. You're back. Okay. <laughs> no feedback. We don't want no feedback. I got to do this without the headphones in probably. Yeah, something, every time you mess with your headphones, you start circling, and then you disappear for a second. Yeah. Phones phones are good, but they're not good for multitask, multi-purpose things. They try to say that they are, but they're not. Oh, man, I do everything from my phone. I can't, I'm going to treat myself to a MacBook this winter because I do every like TikTok videos, Instagram, YouTube, this podcast. Everything's edited through my phone. And I don't, it has no fucking space. And then trying to edit things on iMovie through your iPhone. Like, a one GoPro clip takes up, like, four fucking gigabytes. Yes. And uh, Skitchy ATV is finding that out right now. Oh, because he's oh. like, how do, I, how do I do this? Because I have an Android phone. I got a 512 gig card in there. So when I just, I put the footage from the GoPro to the computer, and then I put it from the computer to the phone. And then, then it's the long process of editing, taking pictures, putting them up. But yeah, editing, that's the long part. When you have to drop something in like an iMovie and something like that. And then what I like about the iMovie, because I'm not a big Apple fan, is, is, it, is more, it is more app friendly for making videos. It's easier to make music friendly app videos with, with iPhone as opposed to Android. Yeah, but when you can't fit more than one run on your phone, like, I have to, as soon as I'm done editing a video and putting that on YouTube, I have to delete every clip off my phone just so I can make enough storage to get another ride in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, for example, I didn't even take a lot of videos yesterday. I did a lot of pictures, but yesterday's Skegtober was 51 and a half gigs of footage. Holy shit. Yeah, See, I didn't. I didn't do any of that because uh, I don't know. I wanted. I, I feel bad because I didn't get a lot of videos of people. All my clips were pretty much through my GoPro. I wanted to live the weekend through my eyes. I didn't want to be on my phone looking at it through my phone. I wanted to like like really be there and experience. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you know you don't. You can't just wake up and go and do this again next week, next month. It'll be next year before you're gonna do that again. So. Exactly. Experience it, soak it all in, enjoy it. And what I liked is you came on the busiest one. Like, I've never seen that many people. It was nuts. And, like, the amount of people that came up to me and introduced themselves. I'm sorry if I didn't remember all your names. There was 
so many like I think my all my following is from Ontario because we don't really have that many people in Nova Scotia that ride. It's massive in Ontario. Like my bike's considered big in Nova Scotia. When I pulled up to like Colin's house and everybody else's bikes were there, I looked like a fucking Tonka toy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how i was when i first pulled up to them i'm like why doesn't my 1000 sound like any of your 1000s and so many of them like fleeters crew they all in unison life outdoors life outdoors life outdoors and and yeah yes nick i do remember when it used to be 50 of us but yeah yesterday was over 100 for sure oh if i was thinking like 300 if you actually went to each field and then there was, like, 50 side-by-sides at the top of the hill or something, all parked away from everybody. Oh, my. It was nuts. It was, it was nuts. It was, it was a beautiful thing. It was something that uh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that everybody did everything they could to help out to, to see me get down there. I'm happy for everybody that came down there. And I just can't wait to do it again. You know what I mean? Like, that this is, this is what it's all about. We all do whatever we can to... All right, this is the date, this is the date, this is the date. I knew people that didn't ride last week because they didn't want nothing wrong with their machine for this week. They, they, they said, you know what, I'm not riding. A couple of people I know that didn't ride for two weeks just so their machines was ready for Skegtober. And I want to say a big show to everybody who bought food at the barbecue to support Gambler's family. I never met him, but I've heard awesome things. You guys helped raise his family a lot of money. I'm not going to say any any numbers or anything that's not my thing to do but you guys helped out a lot and it was highly appreciated those guys really appreciated everybody that stopped in and got food three burgers for my fat ass <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's all about it's all about supporting each other and yeah that's honestly and it's, it's wonderful that i can turn this whole story full circle that's how i met fleeter in the first place Showed up at Lingham my very first time. I didn't have any food there. And we drove for a bit, drove for a bit, and then stopped for food. And I'm, like, looking around. I'm, like, where's this nearest convenience store? I'll go get some food. Oh, there is no near convenience store. Oh, damn it. And I'm hungry. Damn. And then Fleeter showed up, and he's, like, hey, want a Lunchable pack? And I was, like, you got yourself a friend for life, buddy. Friend for life. But And, uh, yeah, from feeding, talking. from feeding. They should, first do time. Every, they should do that every skag ride. Have a barbecue set up. I don't know. Pick a charity for it to go to or a local, something local. Because, I mean, everybody want, everybody gets a little tipsy. Everybody gets a little stoned. Everybody gets a little bit of the munchies. It's a good way to raise money for the community or, I don't know, do, it, do with it what you will. It's true. It's true. And those are Did you imagine damn good burgers. I didn't know that they had ketchup and mustard. I ate that burger with nothing on it. It was so juicy, and I didn't need no fucking sauces. I was ketchup one side, mustard the other, and um, <laughs> give me that food. <laughs> I'm a fat kid at heart, man. I love to eat. Love, love to eat. There was one time at Lingham, I brought a steak. Just because I needed to eat. It was one of them big steaks from Chuck. One of those big fat porterhouses. Couldn't finish it the night before. So whatever I couldn't finish the night before, brought the lingam the next day, and I'm here munching on a steak. Oh, man, me and Dilly didn't eat for like three days. I don't know what 
we just didn't stop along the way. We didn't stop at one fast food place along the way. We were on a strict, like, he was on a weed diet and a liquid diet. I was on a cigarette diet and energy drink and coffee diet. And then once we got, our first meal was after, uh, oh, we had pizza and pizza at Collins Friday night. We were all drunk and they ordered a bunch of pizza. That was our first meal in like three days. And then after Skagtober, Colin's wife, God bless her soul for putting up with us, she made us all chili to come home to. Oh, it was so damn good. <laughs> shoutouts, shoutouts, Mrs. XM Army, yeah, Emily. shoutouts to her for putting up with all of our nonsense. It's <laughs> awesome. Hit T-Bone Tyrone from Dan. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That came from um, one of those jobs when I was younger. I was um, I was a fryer guy, so I was cooking steaks and stuff and on the grill on the fryer. And one guy said, "Hey, T-bone Tyrone." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Tyrone can eat T-bone." And that name stuck. So Brandon was in here for a second. Yeah, okay, Brandon. <laughs> Big shout out to Brandon BVS. I, I hate to say it publicly, but seeing that bike in person is unbelievable. It is the it is the it is the Polaris that garners respect. It, it's the it's the creme la creme. You know what I mean? It is a beautiful. Sorry, I'm puking in my mouth a little bit, but it's a beautiful Polaris. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's hard to say as Can Am guys, but you have to recognize. A beautiful machine, yeah. And the work that he's put into that thing—it's a beautiful machine, and the and the wrap on it is is fire. One second, I gotta I gotta block this kid. He's been messaging me hateful shit, and he's commenting on my stuff. You send him my name. I love dealing with people like that. Or send me his name. It's that Daniel so Daniel Johnston sixteen. It yeah. block. Bye. See ya. Don't need you in here. Yeah, I don't. I don't like people like that. No, but I'm. Like, I'm, I'm so excited for next year, man. Like, I want it to be now, but I don't know, Grim. If we're going to uh, Saskatchewan, May long. Austin invited us. We're gonna do the 48-hour drive. We should get as many people from Ontario up there as we can and represent. I agree with you. I agree with you. And you guys have a little bit bit easier of a drive. I think you're like 32 hours or something like that. It's still a long drive. uh, 32. Still long for us with 32. But worth it. Like, we should all meet up somewhere in Ontario and then all roll out down the highway looking like a convoy. Like, (laughs) have our walkies in the truck and everything. (laughs) Yeah. We would either meet up in North Bay or meet up in Sudbury, and then we'd all we'd all go across Trans Canada 17. We'll look My like the, the Trudeau truckers protest going down the fucking street. <laughs> oh yeah! By the way, fuck Trudeau. <laughs> yes, fuck Trudeau. Thank you very much, Grim. That needed to be said, little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be man, down I'd there every weekend. So- for this fucking carbon tax, so you guys are you guys want to see me more? Get him the hell out of office because I can't afford this shit. 
If somebody had a, a sniper rifle for me to borrow, I promise, I'd have an alibi. <laughs> well, I hated him a lot when he when he took away, uh, he stopped the import of uh, restricted weapons to Canada, and I'm I'm a gun advocate, and so I quickly went and bought some more handguns before he uh, dropped the hammer on that one, Lou. Hey, enough. And I, I would too. I absolutely would too. Like you want to, you want to try and stop the gun population? Let me go and get some more. Because what you should be doing is going after the illegal ones, you idiot. Not the people that are smart and register their shit, showing you that they're being complicit. And that's do thing. some actual Most work. Most people don't know though, but our gun laws are so strict. You can't take a shit and wipe your ass without the the government knowing about it if you have a handgun. I mean, there's safety courses, there's criminal record checks. I have to let the RCMP know if I'm leaving my house with the gun to go to a gun range. They need to know the truck I'm driving, my license plate. There's so many strict laws in place, and then a shooting happens in the States, and then somehow we're to blame for it, and then he takes away our guns. It's like, are you okay up there, bud? Nope, he hasn't been okay in a long, long time. Shout out Pierre Publier, because that's who I'm joining for. He roasts him at every conference they have. His wife was in the Navy. She's an immigrant. She's a hard worker. They started from the ground up. They weren't born into this shit like them. Uh, uh, shout out yeah. Pierre Publier. That's who I'm, I'm saying the last name wrong because I'm not French. My family's French, but I don't speak it. But you know who I'm talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, Quebec girl always welcome. Are you kidding me? I don't we're, care. We're united. From, I don't care if you're from Afghanistan. If you want to come, you just show up, and we'll treat you like Absolutely. family. That's the one good thing about this community. Doesn't matter where you're from, who you are. If you are a nice person and you're not a dick, we will take you in like family. I learned that yep. very quick this weekend. I mean, all you guys don't know me at all. We we talk on Instagram every now and then, but you all treated me like family. Like uh, I don't want to get mushy, but you guys could have made me cry. Like I felt like I was in Nova Scotia with my crew. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to leave your area, come to another area, and be, feel just as welcome. Big shout outs, Jason Heen. That's one of my boys. There. He drives five hours from home one way just to come to Lingham. It's unfortunate he couldn't come this weekend, but I saw that he was out with his side-by-side -side crew ripping it up, so he was still ripping. Yeah, that, the Power Sports show kind of took, I think, took uh, quite a few people away from the, the day, which kind of sucked. Yeah. There's a few other people I really wanted to meet, but uh, all together, it, it, was, it was an amazing day. Nice. I'm glad you enjoyed because I definitely enjoyed it as well. But, Grim... I, I really hate to cut this short, but I got another 10 hours of driving to go, and my goal is to get home at 7 a.m. That's right when my kid get, gets up. That's when I can take him out of the crib, feed him a bottle, and watch Sports Center with him, and just cuddle him. I haven't seen my kid in and watch so Sports long. Center. Yes, our morning ritual. Oh I dude. get up before work. I get him out of bed. We, re I get him a bubba. We relax on the couch, and we just cuddle for an hour. And he just loves watching the hockey highlights and everything. It's, it's my favorite part of every morning. Same here. I'm a highlight man, too. You got you to gotta get that sports fix somehow. Shout out Shane B. He said Grim with a sniper rifle would be a Canadian hero. <laughs> You're basically already a Canadian hero. 
just everybody know that knows you. You're the funniest motherfucker that steps his foot on that skag field. <laughs> <laughs> I just enjoy, man. I, I, I love life. And it's nice to be around a lot of people that are just the same. And it just, it's infectious. And it just, it multiplies. And everybody, when they're all feeling the good vibe, everyone's having a great day. So I love being able to just be myself. And that infectiousness makes other people smile. Because that's all I want to do is I want to see other people smile. Because life's too short. Life's too short. And there's in our personal life. Me and you are very similar in that aspect. I mean, you guys see me on my stories and shit. I'm not... I'm not going to change who I am for more followers nope. or more sponsors. What you see is what you get. If you don't like it, I've said it before, unfollow me. I'm not changing who I am. I, I'm, a, I'm here to be myself, make people smile, and it's working for me. And that's who I yep. am. So if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I say the same thing, man. I say the same thing. But, yeah, I wish you nothing but a good drive home. Be safe. And uh, let us all know when you make it home. And, yeah, hold up little man as soon as you get there. Some Lion King style. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll be, I'll be posted when I get home. It'll be a picture of me and my son on the couch watching SportsCenter. But anybody else you want to you want to shout out, Grim, before you take off besides the Reaper crew? Um, besides the Reaper crew? Everybody, everybody that showed up, big shout-outs to um, XM Army, Colin, who always meets a lot of people at his place. Um, the, the business we bring to the area by so many of us being there. So thank you for everyone to keep coming there because it puts on it, – it's welcoming. When people see that many four-wheelers, we all got to eat. We all got to fuel up. So that's putting money into the community. So I really, really love that. Um, Life Outdoors, like I said, shout-out Life Outdoors. Um, Gardner's Garage, shout out him. Amy Lynn, big shout outs because I see that she's watching as well. She saw that I was live and uh, jumped on. And yeah, let's do this again sometime. When you're home, I'll be a guest whenever. Have a couple other Reaper crew members on, and uh, and yeah, we'll make a couple shows to go for sure. Oh, don't worry. I bro. said the same you're not going to have a, a grim part one. There's going to be a grim part two, part three, part four. I mean. You're just you're you're amazing, man. I, I I love you. I don't want to be a little gay, but you're you're wicked. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm humbled by your kind words, buddy. And like you know it, just keep it 100. Be yourself, and and yeah, the rest will work itself out. And I'll I'll do a quick little shout out. Shout out to Diesel Dilly for uh, yeah, big up with me for the Diesel past uh, two truck days in the truck and then in the hotel together. Uh, we're still friends. It's always so, nice, to have, uh, it's always nice yeah. to have that riding buddy, bro. It's always nice to have that riding buddy. It makes the trip better. Oh, it made our relationship so much. He, he lives an hour away from me, and we always talk, and we go riding together all the time. But this really brought us closer just being in the truck for, well, well over two days. So yeah, <laughs> we're excited to not, uh, not smell sweaty balls and go home to our women. <laughs> <laughs> for sure and i'll give the final shout out to my boy tileman 17 the one that got me four-wheeling in the first place because if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be on here doing this podcast with you because i just fell in love with the lifestyle and it's it's my life like i played baseball for 30 years and once i was tired of playing ball it was like what can i put my passion and my love into and it's been four-wheeling all the way and and i've been enjoying this ride for sure
And I'll just do my last couple shout outs here. Just shout out to uh, there's so many names. I'll, I'm not going to get a list. BBS, XM Army, Miss XM Army, Project Vengeance, Smudden for Parts, Fleeter. Fleeter. Just, just, I'm sorry if, I, if I'm forgetting you. I'm, my head's all scrabbled. I'm tired, as you can see. But uh, <laughs> I love you all. You are now my Ontario family. Even you, Grim, Full Pull. XMR Mafia, Snowman, that's my daddy. Yes, I said daddy because that's what he is to me. He gave a nice little ass squeeze when I seen him. Luckily, we didn't sneak out in the woods. But, but uh, haven't seen my wife for a while. I was a hurting unit, let me tell you. Blue balls. Over. <laughs> but uh, so thank you, everybody, for watching. This has been the Behind the Bar podcast, episode three. With the one and only Tyrone, or as you people know him, Grim Knight. Yeah, Thank baby. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. I don't know who we're going to have next week. It'll be in better conditions than in a truck with Dilly over here just doing mad bong rips. But, uh. <laughs> hey, it still shows dedication, right? It's dedication to the sport. And that's what I was telling Shrek XMR when he started doing his as well. Like, this can be so big because it's not done with anyone else. So people that are in the community to go back and do a couple podcasts, have a couple guests on, on, on the Sunday evening, that's going to work for us. Come wintertime when it's cold as shit out and nobody wants to go anywhere. These podcasts are going to be what everybody jumps to. And when I do something, I go all out. Like if I'm, I'm so dedicated that I stopped in the middle of an pretty much an 18 hour drive just to sit and, keep this podcast going and talk to you because there's so many bikes going yesterday and so many people we only got the chat for maybe 20 minutes or something and uh i, I was looking forward to this all fucking day nice but everybody thank you very much for watching it'll be on instagram as soon as i get off here it'll be posted to my instagram and then I'm going to send it off to my boy out the woods. He'll put it into MP4 or MP3 version. It'll be on Spotify. It'll be on YouTube at 902 Green Monster Behind the Bars Podcast with Grim Knight, Episode 3. We will see you next week. Peace, Grim. Yep. Peace.